Listen up, MogoCast listeners. 2009 is finally here, and now, GoDaddy hosting plans are more powerful than ever. Best of all, plans start at just $3.95 a month, and no matter what plan you choose, your site receives 24-7 maintenance and protection in the GoDaddy.com world-class data center. Plus, as a listener of MogoCast, enter code RON. That's R-O-N when you check out and get your .com domain name for just $6.95 a year. Some restrictions always apply, but check that site out for the details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. This is Professor McGonagall welcoming you to all to MuggleCast. Hoping you enjoyed. Dobby, Dobby, come here. Here, Dobby. Yes, well, I'd just like to say how very pleased I am to introduce MuggleCast to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Because it's about time we did our own audio fanfics on this show, and we're just under one month away from the release of Half-Blood Prince, this is MuggleCast, episode 175, for June 16th, 2009. Welcome everyone to episode 175. Sort of a landmark episode, I guess, right? Because yeah. it's uh, one of the, you know, another quarter of a uh, hundred complete. Uh, Jamie's here, Eric, here, Eric's here, Laura, Micah. Hey everyone! It was like the hey. old days. I know. Ah. When we all jumped on Skype, it was like school. we were yeah, yeah, we were living in episode 20 oh. again. It's wonderful. <laughs> the days of books about to come out and many a film. To, and to be seen. events coming up and like and Skype 1.0 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, audacity 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 hey, I'm still using Eric audacity use that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh good uh, you're keeping things classic. real for us that's classic <laughs> uh, it's, it, I mean it's been a while since we had our last show uh, which was episode 174 and sorry it, you know it's been a while but like now that we don't do them weekly anymore we, you know, we get a show finished and time flies, and then all of a sudden it's three weeks later, and you're like, "Oh crap, we haven't done MuggleCast in almost a month." Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Well, I it's mean, we've, amazing. We've all been in college, you know. Now, I mean, before that, we were in we were in high school way back when, you know, episode twenty and yep. all that. We were in high school, and you know, we had we had lots of we had, you know, no we had more structure. Yeah, we, we were we all had, so innocent. <laughs> we're also innocent. Potter corrupted us. Anyway, I yeah, but but we'll be to episode two hundred by the time the movie comes out. So <laughs> what part two? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Half Blood Prince. Oh, what? Twenty five episodes. Way to make promises, Micah. Um, yeah. yeah, you go ahead. You yeah. can record those shows by yourself. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, l- enough reminiscing. Let's uh, get into it. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Laura Thompson. And I'm Micah Tannenbaum. Micah, like I said, it's uh, been a while since our last episode, so there's lots of news to catch up on. Lots of news. Plenty of news. Help us out, Micah! What's in the news? Well, uh, let's start with Deathly Hollows, and then we can worry about this movie that's coming out in a month. Um, okay. Back in May, because it's been so long since we've done another show, uh, Jamie Campbell Bauer was uh, confirmed to be playing... <laughs> Grindelwald uh, in the seventh Potter film. (laughs) So I guess the question is, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Do you think he will do a good job? (laughs) This is absolutely ridiculous. Why? Why is it ridiculous? Because he's going to be walking around killing people. I'm just going to expect him to be like, (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know. I, I just feel like... you, Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, I just see him doing that. I just don't know. I'm sure he'll, he'll be very good, but I don't know. It's hard to imagine him kind of falling into that role. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. it is. He seems so young and innocent. And I it's just... a tough role to play as well. Absolutely. And it's weird because, like, at first there was a rumor about this a couple months ago, and then this was confirmed in mid-May, like Micah said. And, like, it wasn't even official. It was, like, the Harry Potter fans, like, uh, confirmed it through the rep, um, some some Spanish fan site. So, um, you know, I I assume it is official. (laughs) You're right, JB. I'm just going to expect him to break out in song. (laughs) Yeah. But you know he's also confirmed for New Moon, and he he filmed those scenes a few months Who'd ago. Who's he playing that? Yeah, Caius. He is. Yes, he's the he's leader a, of the uh, Vulture Eye. Yeah, one of the bad guys, the vampire guys. Oh, really? Yep. He's got his so, look cut up. He's a very pretty boy. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> hey, Eric's got a crush. <laughs> I'm just saying he's a pretty oh, boy. Actually, I don't. Go on. Sorry. I have a crush too. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think he's. I mean, I I I really didn't. I mean, I've seen Sweeney Todd, but it was in a really broken down theater, so I don't even know. I'm not even sure I've seen him. If you were Dumbledore, Eric, would you be in love with Jamie <laughs> Campbell, Campbell Bauer as Grindelwald? Ooh, that silence says it all. <laughs> yes, it does. I've a, what were you going to say, Jamie? I have a friend at, at well. Um, where I used to go to university, I have a friend there whose girlfriend went to the same acting group as Jamie Campbell Bauer. Oh, yeah. oh. so must have been a good. So you got there. connections, so you could get him on MuggleCast, couldn't you? Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> very she's still like connection. Maybe though. Maybe <laughs> that could be our way in, maybe. and then we can arrange a date with, with Eric for with for him. Maybe we can give him a few songs to do for <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter, based on the Sweeney Todd soundtrack. <laughs> what else is going on, Micah? Uh, the only other news about Deathly Hollows, surprisingly, is that... Other than, let's just say, I mean, obviously there's a lot of news going on, like, filming-wise, but there's not much to discuss with that, so... Yeah, not until we uh, start getting pictures or video clips right. or something along those well, we lines. We have enough pictures of Deathly Hallows, in my opinion. Yeah, we do. No, actually we don't, not compared to Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they were filming on Shell Cottage, and that was after the last episode of MuggleCast, and, you know, it was pretty cool. But it's still early it days, too though, much. isn't it? Yeah, it is. They got another, like, year of filming, mm. I think. Yeah. And the other uh, piece was Malfoy Manor, right? That building was supposedly going to be used. I forget the name of it. Potentially. Potentially. They did not even say that it was or wasn't. They just said it could be. Right. Right. Uh, so the only other piece of news was that Michelle Obama took her daughters to meet the stars of the Harry Potter uh, series, uh, I think it was last week, and J.K. Rowling was also there. Um, A party was held in the Great Hall for Sasha Obama's 10th birthday, so uh, that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's cool. has some perks. I don't know about you guys, I'd love a Harry Potter party in the the Great Hall. Yeah, I would too. I I just, I wonder if that video is going to be like on the DVD set, you know, because they're (laughs) looking for... That would be cool, yeah special footage for their DVD set, but... Well, it seems like they really want to keep it on the down low because at first they wouldn't... The White House wouldn't confirm anything. Um, the head pub- publicist at WB w- said said it didn't happen. Uh, she said she wasn't aware of <laughs> so it. So she lied. But then the White... Yeah, well, it's weird because, like, she said she wasn't aware of it, which is odd for the head publicist not to be aware yeah. of it. And then the White House person, the White House correspondent, said it did happen. Huh. Oh. So, who should we trust? Maybe so, Warner Brothers was told know. to say that. Yeah, yeah it could have been a security thing. They did a special on right. Obama on NBC, and, and one of the things he mentioned in it was that his, his children are pretty much off um, a hands-off in the sense of not doing interviews or anything like that. So this um, could be part of that. And they love Harry Potter, as we know. I mean, they're complete diehards. So hmm. very so cool. Was he there? Was Barack Hussein there? No, no. Oh. I think he's. I, I think he would have gotten some flack if uh, if he got from to some Americans. Head, yeah. <laughs> well, no. The thing is, no, he he actually he delivered the uh, the whole reason they were there too is they he delivered that address to the Middle East, and he had to right. fly home the next day. Um, you know, he and Michelle were in Paris, and from Paris they split up, and you know, Michelle took the kids around Paris shopping, and then to the Harry Potter set a few days later. But um, Obama himself had to come back home 
Uh, there was yeah. some he, budget deficit. He had to come back here for the Iron Man 2 set party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the important things the president has to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that would have been so cool, though, if he'd been on the Harry Potter set and got confused and thought he was in the Middle East and then in the middle of the film, he just steps up and says how they need to close Guantanamo Bay and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Micah, so that's it for Movie 7 News for now. Yeah, that's it. I'm um, sure we'll have more in the coming weeks, but uh, moving on to Half-Blood Prince, we finally got a confirmation of a release yes. date for wow. the new video game from Electronic Arts, and that's going to be on June 30th here in the United States, so not too far from now, and then on uh, July 3rd in the United Kingdom. Sorry, Jamie. you got to wait. Uh, it's now, okay. now uh, Eric and... Micah, I know you two are pretty big video game enthusiasts. Yeah. with At least with the Harry Potter games. Are you guys going to buy this? Sure. Unless yeah. EA gives us a free copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... Um, I, I, I'm sure I think this is one of, the, one of those games they'll probably still release for PS2, but I don't have a next-gen console. Guys, I'm, I, you know, I've fallen behind on that. I don't even have a Wii. I don't get you, Audacity, PS2. Yeah, you're well, you're weird. I I I know. Well, see, for the longest time it was school and work, and now I have this summer. You know, this big stretch of summer, and I'm thinking of getting a Wii. But oh, good. So well, it, it is it is going to be available for the PS2. So you well, could you purchase it. Probably yeah. end up just getting it for the PS2 then, because I have an iPhone 3GS. I think that I'm going to get. So oh. the Harry Potter games have always been good, and I can't wait to see. I mean, they're only going to get better. Um, with the free roaming and Hogwarts Ness and all that. Yeah, they really care about these games, it seems. So. Yeah. I have to cool say, to the, check out the graphics look really good, too. Yeah, it's I a labor of love, that project. They, they are passionate over it. Oh, totally. I yeah. love that phrase. I mean, Jamie, yeah, we, me and you and I were there, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That was fun. That, that one guy, the one designer, was the biggest Harry Potter fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the one. Ever met. No, it was him and yeah. the other guy. There were two of them, weren't there, who did the... Um, oh, they were talking about the main Ho- Hogwarts like thing where it's like an explorable world and those you can walk anywhere yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah yeah they're big fans which is the best thing as we know and, uh, the next story is we also now have a runtime for Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince it's going to be Woo! 153 minutes and that's 2 hours and 33 minutes for that's those of us who are mathematically challenged that is but I, I, it's you know it's standard for a Potter film yeah yeah because what is it, the second longest? By a couple so, yeah. minutes. I don't know which is third, but that's what the rightly says. So Should make people happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think now, like, you remember how people used to be upset? Like, oh, why aren't they longer? Nobody really cares now because movie seven is going to be so long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So They could probably release Half-Blood Prince. It could be like a ten minute long movie and nobody would care. Yeah. <laughs> Well, after waiting this long for it, I think people would, people would <laughs> yeah. care. But, that would be the yeah. greatest prank ever. Yeah, it would be. All right, so that's exciting, Micah. Yeah, it's uh, you know, well, a little bit What of else news. can you excite us with? I, I, I must admit, I'm, I'm, I'm Well, what I'm very, so glad about is we finally oh, moved away news. from pictures. Now we're actually dealing with video. Yes. Yeah. And, oh. <laughs> uh, nev- several new TV spots um, have shown up in the last uh, few weeks, and... One of them was on the Ellen DeGeneres show, the other uh, at the MTV Movie Awards, and they're two very different scenes, as you pointed out, Andrew. Um, the one on the Ellen show is all about uh, love interest for Ron, and the one on MTV was about uh, Dumbledore showing Harry his most important memory of uh, Voldemort. So, Right. Uh, right. A little bit more insight. I think people are actually getting a little bit fed up, though, to be honest with you. Because I, I'm angry. Um, I am angry. Why? Because they just, they're showing the whole movie. And uh, granted, it's in yeah. little clips and little things, but there's like, I can't think of a scene that isn't in that one of the trailers. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Every day really? I go on Muggle Night, it's three new TV spots. And they're little features about the love and about the thing. They're just tearing the movie apart and chopping it up and putting in these easy things. It's like, it's ridiculous. You know, you want a reason to go see this film, but dang. Yeah. yeah. I think I've... They did that with Goblet of Fire, too. They did. It was... Yeah. And we talked about how horrible that was. And it was... I mean... They just have all this extra promo time to film, so, you know, that's what we're stuck with. And it stinks. I agree, because I hate watching a movie and being like, oh, I already saw this. Like, but, that. you know, like, th- those two scenes, 
that aired on Ellen and MTV Movie Awards, I know I'm going to be like, ah, oh, darn it, I already saw these. And the quick, the quick clips, you know, I, I can live with those because they're quick and you're not seeing the whole scenes. But it it does give us a good look at the film. I think we we saw two very opposite ends, and uh, that scene where Dumbledore is explaining to Harry his mo- you know that the memory it's very cool yeah very i mean dark. part of the reason why i said that people are getting fed up is i posted something recently about how uh nbc is going to be airing a sneak peek with merlin which is debuting in next weekend here in the u.s and a lot of the comments were oh, i'm so tired of getting previews already stop showing us the movie and yeah. part of it though is they delayed it i mean that that's yeah, exactly. what you have to contend with. They have more promo time exactly. to yeah, And people say, you know, that, but it's just the excitement of the film. They probably still want to see it. I'm sure if, you know, like Warner Brothers said, oh, well, we aren't going to release any more promo material, people w- wouldn't like it. You know, it's like, right. it's, it's still nice. Like, it just builds up the excitement. Well, uh, I don't know, though. I mean, usually, I mean, I'm used to any other movie, which will have, or any other movie a few years ago, which would have a teaser trailer and maybe two or three actual trailers. That, then the film comes you know, out, each, yeah. Yeah, for months apart, you know. I mean, here we're getting all these TV spots. And Granted, the film's only a month away. I mean, that's something that is kind of unreal to me. I just, you know, it is a month away. It is very close. But I still think, I still think Warner Brothers has uh, shown us uh, too much. Yet All right, again. Micah, give us some give us some positive news. Well, Micah. considering that the, the movie low. is only a month away, the the IMAX version of the movie is even further away. Um, that's not good, that's not good news. news. I'm sorry, I just you know I I can't control it. It's it's what they you give. You should me. try harder. Well, what if I said it differently? Would that make you feel better? Yeah, or just lie. I guess just lie. Say it comes out now. <laughs> Rephrase it, Mike, in a more positive tone. Well, guys, he- here's the thing. I know you're all disappointed about the fact that in the movie is, is a, a month away and you're seeing all these previews and can spoil for you, but i got even better news for you. The IMAX version of it is going to be out on July the 29th. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, that's you guys Oh, good. that's great. That's fantastic. Sweet. Two Wait, why is it two weeks after the weeks. release? Oh. <laughs> But, uh, but wait, what happens to those of us who are going to be at Azcatraz in July? So what ha- happened was Transformers had this con- – the people who ever run Transformers Universal or whatever, Paramount, they had a con- I think. Paramount. They had a contract with IMAX saying, we, we are exclusively in your IMAX theaters for four weeks. Well, it turns out the four weeks runs right over the release of Half-Blood Prince. And I guess for some reason this story just came out now. I don't know why nobody realized it sooner. Um, they didn't want but, it to come out sooner. That's probably why. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess well, so. so. So, when Warner okay. Brothers pushed the film back to next month, they, um, you know, they, there was not much they could do about uh, getting Harry Potter six in IMAX uh, the same weekend. So, they, Harry Potter won't be in IMAX until the 29th of July. So. Um, I know our buddies over at Azcatraz uh, have issued a statement saying, um, you know, we'll see uh, what's going on, but um, if you want a refund, we'll grant you one, and otherwise we're going to go to, I think they said, just a another big theater uh, nearby, and you'll still get to see the movie with all your other Harry Potter friends that you usually, right. for the, you know, for us, we don't get to see you know all our all our friends and stuff you know that often so you know it's still going to be special and they're they they are um giving some money back i think because the imax tickets costed did cost a lot more uh than a regular movie ticket and stuff but you know it's unfortunate but uh at the same time it's warner brothers and um you know they don't they don't owe us anything do you guys think uh this is going to affect imax ticket sales because like if if you're going to see it you know maybe you only want to see the film once is it is it going to be worth seeing it again in IMAX? Like, is it really worth paying uh, more money to see it a second time uh, just for the 12 minutes of IMAX footage? The avid fan Yeah, I agree. Will. It's not only for that. It's for seeing it, you know, hugely, all of it. That's true. I don't, yeah, I mean, I've never been that big of a fan of IMAX. Like, I get it. It's a really big screen, and there's some 3D it stuff. It always gives cool, me a headache, but- actually. I'm, yeah. I'm actually, I always kind of get a headache. I think I saw V for Vendetta. In oh, IMAX that must have been amazing! <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool, Jamie. <laughs> but um, but yeah, IMAX. You know, I I don't make a special trip out to go to IMAX. Even Harry Potter movies, you know, 
uh, I'm content with the the movie theater. So I probably wouldn't have gone to an IMAX to see Harry Potter unless it was, you know, during Azkatraz. I might not go see the movie in IMAX simply because, well, I mean, it used to be that there wasn't one near me. Now there is at Navy Pier in Chicago, but... I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not that, you know, that that into, you know, seeing an IMAX is not a big deal for me. All right, Micah, onward. What else is going on? Well, uh, this kind of goes along with the runtime we were talking about earlier, but the British Board of Film Classification, Jamie, has rated Half-Blood Prince 12A, uh, which is PG-13 equivalent here in the U.S., so... What's the deal? I mean, could uh, the MPA here not just uh, own up and say, look, this is PG-13? I, I, I think it's clear they were it? on crack. And the contracts are already signed, and I don't know who made this movie PG, but I've it's said too late to change it. insane well, from the beginning. I've talked about this before. It's it, The MPAA is just a group of parents, and they sit there, they watch the film, and they give it a rating. And that's it, that's... That's it. They there's like, straws. And- there's no computer that you know watches it and being like, oh, I detect this amount of blood or whatever. Or it's this dark. Do you think they it's- have such a computer that could detect yeah. like amount of violence? <laughs> Laura, they have computers for everything these days. You're so out of touch. Oh, I know. Get on it. Anyway, because I'm from Georgia. I- <laughs> yes, you're from the South. What do you know? Um, so I- I- it's a mistake, I think. Uh, and and I cannot wait to see this film and then talk about it again, whether we think it should have gotten a PG-13 rating. Yeah. Is it that big of a deal? Not really. I mean, kids are going to see it exactly, anyway. It doesn't affect yeah. sales, blah, 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 blah. It really won't be a big deal whatsoever. Especially since, like, you know, PG, parental guidance. Like, if generally parents are stupid, then they'll probably just let their children's, children watch it anyway. Yeah, but maybe um, this will be a learning lesson for the MPAA. Maybe they'll get feedback from families and be like, hey, this sh- this is not PG, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I wasn't just... Until so. their children uh, have nightmares because some girl gets strung up <laughs> yeah. by a necklace and <laughs> That's there. a pretty freaky part of the uh, scene there. Well, you know, uh, speaking of that scene, just real quick, somebody emailed in and said that was removed. The shot of her face was removed in the theater version of the trailer, I think. Um, hmm. For so, some reason, that shot just didn't do it for me. Like, I saw that, what, and it just... <laughs> yes, Jamie. <laughs> no, it just, like... You know, I was looking at it, and I was like, it just wasn't scary to me, and it looked fake. I don't know. I, I didn't like it. It's because everything is going so darn fast, though. Yeah, maybe you need more time to soak it in. I, I think that is. I mean, it, it's actually a pretty creepy scene, just the way okay. that it's shot. And yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look dumb. It's not like you're going to be like, "Oh, great, what's wrong with Katie Bell? She's doing this." Stupid well, no, face. she looked like something from one of those stupid, like The Grudge. You know, that's kind of what she reminded <laughs> me of. So I was that, like, eh? "That's a crap film." That is. <laughs> Again, Laura, you're from the South, so I know. Your I clearly, I just, I don't understand. Hey guys, hey guys, hey guys, hey guys, hey guys. What? What? Lego what, what, what? Lego Harry Potter. Yes. What a great transition. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just right. couldn't, I couldn't wait for Micah to do that because I am so psyched. Cause I Go have... ahead, Micah. What's this new Lego Harry oh Potter about? Well, Eric is so excited. Maybe he should tell everybody about it. Go ahead, Eric. Tell us Tell us all, Tell us us all. about it. All right. All right. You know those those games that, that Lego games for... You know all the systems now. They started out with Lego Star Wars, then they did Star Wars uh, the prequel, then Lego Indiana Jones, Lego Batman, all of which I have. Now they're coming right. out with Lego Harry Potter Years One through Four, um, which is the same deal. It's basically the um, Harry Potter story, uh, and it's a video game done up uh, Lego style. And I thought these games were just endlessly clever. Um, always, and uh, you know they're always fun. They're always cute, and quite quite something quite special. I mean, I I love the Lego brand of video games that have come out recently. So, um, Lego Harry Potter. There is a trailer for it, um, which is you know more of like a teaser because it's going to be I think another year before it comes out. Um, but it's years one through four, and you know it'll be pretty much the same you know deal, free roaming sort of Hogwarts esque with. Uh, six or seven levels per book, I imagine, is is pretty much their standard formula now. Uh, and you'll get to play as, you know, Harry, Ron, Hermione, and in free play mode, no doubt you get to play as everyone. You know, Snape, Dumbledore, any anybody they have a Lego character for, you usually play 
uh, as as them in these kinds of games. So it'll be a lot of fun. Well, it sounds like a great game. I know I have the original Lego Harry Potter, so everyone should what, be looking forward to the it. The Hogwarts Castle, do you mean? Because that was really rare in its time. The Hogwarts Castle was so rare. Yeah. For, for yeah. a video game, you mean? Oh, sorry. No, no. I meant the... Um, Wait, there was a Lego... Lego Harry... Oh, wasn't it Creator? Lego sorry, Creator. Yeah, Harry Lego Potter. Creator. No, no, yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean the um, video game. Sorry, I got... I went off on a tangent. I meant the actual Lego thing. Like, the Hogwarts Castle was really expensive back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It was over $100, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. But those were fun. I had a couple of those. I guess you guys did, yeah. too. They had, they had the uh, Hogwarts Express... Uh, some other stuff, and then their contract expired, like like last year, and we got an email saying that they weren't going to renew it. So yeah, really, no more real Lego. Harry whatever, Potter I get. Toys. I can't imagine that they sold that well. I mean, I, I, you know, even the Hogwarts Castle being rare to me, it just wasn't interesting. Like even the graveyard set, like all, all yeah. the all the indoor things they tried to do. Like for instance, they had a Chamber of Secrets, I think, set, and it was just you know, even Hogwarts Castle is just kind of the inside of the. Of the of the room, you know, it was like yeah, a dollhouse yeah, yeah. basically. Out of Legos, they were fun I mean, to build. I, they were fun to build. That's what I. I mean, I I had a lot of Lego Star Wars. You know, I had the Millennium Falcon, Naboo Starfighter, all that. That was a lot of fun. But as far as Hogwarts Castle, you know, that structure and there's not a whole lot else from the Harry Potter world you would build besides the train and the castle. Yeah, so. I can I can collect Lego though because, it, like, if I bought the Hogwarts Castle and I lost one piece, the entire thing would be ruined. No, 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 like Jamie, you're handle it's, that risk. It's not Puzz 3D. It's not Puzz 3D, man. Legos are, are replaceable. Yeah, I, I remember there used to be like an order form where you can order lost pieces. Yeah, but you can yeah, order like Dumbledore's hat. Could you? Do you mean do you like basic? I think so. <laughs> sure, sure. No, sure. I know, like really, like individual pieces. I mean, you could probably get a new Dumbledore, not just the hat, but. Okay, so let's move on to announcements now. Don't forget, as always, please do vote for us on Podcast Alley. You know, we've been asking you for so long that you know, we can't, at this point, have an episode go by where we don't tell you about Podcast Alley. So um, thank you for voting for us there. And also, June 2nd, guys, was Global Wear Your MuggleCast T-Shirt Day. It's an annual thing around here. I believe it was the third or fourth annual uh, Global Wear Your MuggleCast T-Shirt Day, and it was another rousing success. Thank you to everyone who wore their shirts and then posted. I know uh, we got a few people posted pictures on Twitter. We checked them out. You guys all look fabulous, and uh, it was another fun year. We didn't have as much time to promote it because we saw, <laughs> we we remembered it like two days beforehand, but maybe next year we'll make it just like Global Muggle shirt day, so then <laughs> people can wear Muggle net shirts too. You know, what about just global t-shirt. Well, there aren't really many of those either. <laughs> global shirt yeah. day. Then everyone <laughs> in the world will participate. <laughs> Our final announcement for today is about Azkatraz, uh, HP2009.org. We're going to be doing three things there. One, the leaky mug. Uh, it's going to be actually. It's going to be everyone on today's show minus Jamie. I'm sorry, Jamie. That's all right. Oh. Well, you can come. Um, we're also going to be doing a how to podcast uh, thing, and uh, we're we're still planning that. That should be a lot of fun. And lastly, we're going to be doing a MuggleCast meetup, which we uh, did last year at Portis. It was a lot of fun. You know, we ordered pizza and we just hung out with the fans. So that was a lot of fun, and we'll be doing all three of those things. So uh, we encourage you to register if you haven't already. Of course, you got to register soon. It's in San Francisco this year. It's hp2009.org. Register. Put MuggleNet in the referral box, please, so they know where uh, we sent. Uh, you know, you were sent from, and we hope to see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, that's going to be right after the re- release of Half Blood Prince. So we cannot wait to see the movie with everyone. So let's move on to uh, Muggle Mail this week. Micah, will you please, 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 please read the first email? Sure. The uh, first email comes from Matt Jordan, 18, of Lexington, Kentucky. He says, hi, I own an Amazon Kindle, the latest book tech where you can download thousands of books onto a screen and read any book at any time. All books are under $10. It's great to have since I'm a college student and can't lug around books all day, and this is the perfect device since there are almost 300,000 books. The problem is the Harry Potter series is not on it. Lord of the Rings is, but not Harry Potter. Joe said her books should only be read on paper. What do you think? 
There's, for the record, I looked around for a quote of Joe saying that. I don't think she ever said that, but her publishers have always, uh, her publishers, Bloomsbury, Bloomsbury in particular, said they weren't, they didn't want to do the ebook format, I guess just for security reasons, maybe. But don't you guys think it is weird that, I mean, you know, in this day and age, ebooks are more popular than ever. Uh, I'm sure that they do great in sales. The Amazon Kindle is huge. Well, I have a question. Why isn't Harry Potter been brought on? Do you actually have on? to buy an official ebook version to put it on the Kindle, or can you find one of the many versions that people have typed up? For the Kindle, I think you have to put it. You have to get the official version. Oh, that sucks! Isn't this thing outrageously expensive too? Yeah. Like, I mean, I yeah. know the books the are Kindle, only yeah. ten bucks, but that's like that's, really that's, yeah. that's like DRM for like books. Right. That's well, that's yeah. what it is. It's the legal. It's the only legal way to do this, and it's just all these things like the ebook readers that are out there are just so. I mean, I would call them elitist because you have to have their version of the thing to do it, and it's just ridiculous. Well, like, so the question is, why isn't why isn't Bloomsbury and Scholastic, you know, on board with this yet for Harry Potter? Maybe it's not a big enough deal. Yeah, maybe the, the ebooks and stuff, and and J.K. Rowling's feelings are that her books should only be read on paper, and I, you know, I can't say I disagree. Yeah, but you know, there is going to be there. You know, oh, I mean, we have audiobooks, isn't that high tech? Yeah, that's uh, true. I yeah. mean, I guess it it makes sense for those who are blind. Uh, I I can see that, but you know, I I think it really is revolutionary having so many books on this little thing. It would certainly encourage me to read more. Yeah, but, Just having that little thing with you at all yeah, times? Yeah, would it? Like, it's not really reading, is it? Like, I think it's weird to, like, read on a computer screen. Like, I'd read, like, academic articles or, like, essays, but not books. Uh, I mean, I yeah. But the Kindle has a special screen that looks like paper. And I'm, I'm, it's not, it's not, you know, it's a very, it's, I don't even know if you could call it a screen because it's just, it's a certain type of display that just, yeah. it looks like paper. So it, it doesn't hurt your eyes after you stare at it for a while. But see, that's bad. even more absurd. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with paper? Well, I mean, you're saving trees here. Well, with no, this. recycled paper. I mean, all the Harry Potter books are printed yeah, on, but you're, you know, recycled no. paper. Yeah, that's true. And so, yeah, but I mean, say you're say you're um, taking a trip to London and you're flying eight hours. You can store how many books on this little thing, as opposed to lugging yeah, but like, ten books along. With how many? But you. you aren't going to read ten books, like. And how long does the battery last? <laughs> Probably that's the, that's the other question. It, like, you know. with an electric device, okay, you can't plug in. You need a battery. So, also, Mike, how long does the battery last? If you're flying Virgin Atlantic, you've got video on demand. <laughs> so. <laughs> Maybe they maybe they're gonna have ebooks one day. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't put it past them. Books on demand. So I thought it, it it just would be interesting to discuss why they haven't, you know, why J.K. Rowling hasn't approved that yet. But you know, maybe down the road. Uh, Eric, you want to take the next email? Sure. Second email. I don't think we have a uh, credit. It's at the end. Kelsey. Kelsey, age 15, she says, Hey, Mugglecasters, I love the show and appreciate every one of them. I was just listening to It's All Coming Back and had a theory as to where the Deathly Hallows will be split. Since they say it will be a semi-cliffhanger, I thought they might split it after Harry buries Dobby and has to decide between Hallows and Horcruxes. I think it would be very cool if the last shot was a close-up of Harry's face with him saying, Griphook, I'll speak to Griphook first. Because it's... It's his official choice of which to make his priority. I think it would be very epic and have a sense of finality, yet leave you wanting more. Anyways, that's just my opinion. Can't wait for the movie and your next podcast. Lots of love, Kelsey. I, I think that is a pretty cool I think um, it is. Yeah, definitely. way to end it, because that's when you will, you know, that's when Harry makes his decision, makes his choice where to go, how to wrap up the book. So, and the next email uh, also relates to that. Laura, could you read that sure. next one? Our next email comes from Megan, 14, of Michigan. She writes, Hey, Mugglecasters. I was just listening to your most recent podcast, and I was thinking about where they might split the movie and how you guys wanted to be surprised and figure it out when you first see the movie. However, I think it might be kind of distracting when you are watching part one if you are just waiting for the end. I think it would be hard to properly enjoy the end if you were going over what happened in the book, like, oh, well, they've already done the Silver Dose, so maybe they'll cut it Malfoy Manor. What's after Malfoy Manor again? I think I might prefer to know where it was going to end before seeing the movie so then even though it wouldn't be a surprise the movie would be easier to enjoy without the distraction of waiting for the end i really doubt warner brothers will let us know before the movie comes out but it's just a thought and i wanted to know what you guys thought love the show and all of the hosts matt you're my favorite oh andrew will you answer for matt thanks (laughs) um so what would you guys prefer knowing where it ends or 
no, watching the movie I, and being I like, watch the movie. Yeah, I, I think it's a joke. Where it ends. I think it's a joke to pretend that we won't know, considering how much footage they're giving of of Half Blood Prince. Um, by the time Deathly Hallows rolls yeah. around, and, this, and the second one, like a year later, it's just by then they'll actually have given the whole movie away. It's just... But they they very rarely show you the end of a movie in you know in a trailer or in a uh, you know in a preview or something. Yeah, like that. but yeah. there are really only so many places they can cut it. I mean, mm. I think it's all true. of our guesses have been pretty spot on. Well, and remember, I, I think we talked about an interview in the last episode. I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was the uh, screenwriter, Clovis, uh, Clovis. I think he said something about, or Heyman said that they were going to do it in a non-traditional spot, or a spot you wouldn't expect. So I don't, you know, maybe they're just trying to create some false hype. Yeah. But. Uh, the, the important thing to remember, though, is that they have to do it at a spot that's going to be good, not just for the, you know, crazy Harry Potter fan, but for yeah. people to understand what's going on as well, who aren't as big fans of the series. So. I don't really see what the big deal is. I mean, I, I don't need to know where it's going to be cut. I'd like to be surprised just like everyone else. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I think that'll be part of the excitement. Although, at the same time, I feel like I will be watching it, and like Megan suggests, I'll be like, okay, is it going to end here? Is this going to be it? Like, I'll be checking my watch yeah. to see <laughs> yeah, but what time we're at. They might <laughs> still work up to it. Is it going to be like, you know, you can generally tell, like, where you are in a film by, like, the how the music's going, the momentum, the, like... Yeah. yeah. Is it going to be yeah. like that, or is it just going to stop dead? It's going to cut the block. Yeah, like the first Lord of the Rings film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what if you, like, what if it... What happened to me with Prisoner of Azkaban, where I didn't think it'd be ending so soon, so I went to the bathroom, and then when I walked back in the theater, the lights were up and the credits were rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the ending. I was like, no! So, you know, people can miss the ending, and not even intentionally. Poor Andrew thought they were going to explain the Marauder's backstory. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Poor silly Andrew. Well, uh, we're going to move on to a new segment now. This is going to be a lot of fun. <gasps> And I'm going to explain it. Uh, it takes a little bit of explanation, but this is going to take over the Harry Potter fandom. I'm telling you, this is this is huge. You're going to be playing this during the symposiums and everything. It's fantastic, okay? It's called Avada Kedavra Imperio Love Potion. So as everyone knows, we have uh, two spells there and one potion. Now what we're going to do, I'm going to give one of the hosts three characters, and they're going to decide which one... They would Avada Kedavra, which one they would give a love potion to. So, you know, you may want to, you know, be romantically involved with them. And one that you have to Imperio, one you have to torture. Now, you have to, you know, you have to pick, select, you know, one for each. You can't cop out and be like, oh, I don't want to do this, you know. So, um, it's going to be quite a challenge. And I am just going to bring up some characters. Now, I'm going to start simply uh, with you, Laura. Aww. Are you ready? He said simply. Well, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it pretty simple, like the first one. Okay. We're going to do the trio. So, oh. Avada Kedavra, Imperio, Love Potion. Assign them each to Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Okay. Um, I would definitely love potion Ron. And then, so oh gosh, I guess that means I'd have to Avada Kedavra, Harry, and Imperio Hermione. <laughs> you would now, kill Harry? Well, you know, when Harry you... Potter should have died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a plug. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you Imperio Hermione, what would you do to her? I don't know. Make a <laughs> with Harry's corpse. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I mean, she clearly has a lot of influence in the wizarding world, so. Mm, true. So you would make her dictate a new law? Yeah, sure. I would use her for political purposes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, all right, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, same same three items. All right. Uh, Avada Kedavra, Love Potion, and Imperio, Draco Malfoy, Lucius Malfoy, and Narcissa Malfoy. All right. I would Avada Kedavra Lucius because I think he's a d- despicable character, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's very mean. I don't like him at all. I would Imperio Draco Malfoy and make him do good things because I think in his heart he wants to do good things and he just can't. <laughs> he just needs a gentle push. Um, <laughs> so you're sweet such of a you. romantic, Jamie. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> and I would love Potion Narcissa. I don't know why. Oh. 
Well, because you have to. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I have to. Yeah. There are no other options. Um, yeah, I would do well, those. Sure there are. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I okay. can't give much Fair. to add to that. Uh, Eric. Same three, of course. Fred Weasley, George Weasley, and Charlie Weasley. Hang on, I have to love Potion. One of them, give me Ginny. Come on, yes. and, give and, me Ginny. Well, see, but then it'd be too easy. Jamie Campbell. So that's why. Well. <laughs> you could substitute one of them for Jamie Campbell Bower. Anyone you like, anyone. If you, if, How about if it's really going to make things dead? easier. <laughs> Hang on. Okay, well, assuming they're alive. The past two people have gotten two boys and one girl. Follow suit. Yeah, but we we have to make things harder. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. We'll save three guys for Micah. Hey, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh, come on, guys. That's part of the All fun. All right, give me three more. Come on. All right, all right. Okay, here we go. I'll make it harder then. Uh, Fl- Floor Weasley, Ginny Weasley, and Molly Weasley. There we go. Uh, Kill one, love one, and control one. Sorry, Fleur, Ginny, and Molly. Yes. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I would Imperio Fleur, and I would love Potion Ginny. And when you Imperio Fleur, see, th- this is what, if if you pick, Im- or when you pick Imperio, you have to explain why. Now, what, what would you make her do? It can't be anything in the love category. <laughs> that's, that's, can't. <laughs> Well, what he's thinking make, doesn't necessarily. Uh, you I would know, just make her dance. Love. <laughs> I would just make Floor dance. Okay, all right. And weird. Um, I what guess kind that, of dancing? <laughs> I guess that means that I have to. I, or actually, I would. I would impure Floor. I would Imperio Floor to AK Molly for me. Oh. And I would run off with Ginny. Okay. All right, uh, Micah. Yeah. This is the final one. Uh, uh, Godric Gryffindor, Helga Hufflepuff, and Rowena oh, Ravenclaw. Oh, that's a good one. That's a decent mm. one. You must love one, you must control one, and you must kill one. I would say, I'm surprised you didn't give me a goat, first of all, to be honest <laughs> with you. Yeah, well, next, for next time. time. Uh, but anyway, uh, I would Imperio Godric Gryffindor because... He's far more powerful than I ever could be, and have him do my bidding. That's decent. That's <laughs> a good answer. That is a good answer. Okay. Thank you, Jamie. Right. I would, uh, I would, I would uh, Abada Kedavra, Rowena Ravenclaw, because her um, daughter just, you know, didn't play a whole hell of a lot of a role in the series. She just, she was creepy too, and she didn't come forth with information before, and could have really helped Harry out. Um, and uh, that means, I guess, I would love Potion Helga Hufflepuff. I don't really okay. know what she looks like, but... Well, she's a bit old, but... <laughs> she's that's she's okay. a bit dead, too. But... <laughs> uh, assuming these people are alive. Oh, Come on. okay. No, we're, we're yeah. All right. Well, uh, all right, cool. And can one of you guys do one for me? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to, like, <laughs> randomly throw names at you. Um, Neville Longbottom, <laughs> Severus Snape, or Cho Chang. Oh, okay. Well, I always thought Cho was a bitch for uh, not sticking around with Harry longer. So I think I would kill her because that's just preposterous. Uh, I would love potion, uh, love love potion Snape because I think it would you know make him be like, less of a stiff. You like that, <laughs> or, or more of a stiff? <laughs> more of a stiff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. He's he's very he's very upset. He's He's always angry. He needs a little love in his life. I don't think he got it. No, I got it. I didn't mean I didn't get that. Okay, and what would Steph joke? What would you do with Neville? Uh, with Neville, I would. Well, you've only got one option left. No, no, no. no. What would I do? Like oh, yeah. controlling him? Uh, I would make him give. I would make him uh, discover some awesome new plants, and then sell it for millions of dollars. Cool. I don't know. <laughs> I would make him teach me herbology so I could be as smart as him. Cool. There's my clean answer. Oh, that's, that's nice. All right. That's nice. So, so that was fun. If you guys want to send in uh, any ideas for your own, send in uh, characters, uh, 
Or, like, if you want to switch a spell for a different one, send in, like, the three spells and then the three characters. Send them in to us. Maybe we'll use them on the show. So, now we're going to do another new segment. And, uh, as I said earlier in the show, on episode 174, uh, we were jokingly playing around with the idea of Micah reading erotic Potter fan fiction. And now it's come time to do so. Micah has a very unique voice, as we all know. uh, And we feel this would be an entertaining segment. Now, Micah, I'd like to call this either, like, Micah's Corner or Fireside Chats with Micah Tannenbaum. Fireside Chats, cool. Okay. Well, we'll call it that, then. Uh, with I Uncle can't play Micah, huh? With, uh, yeah, with Uncle Micah. And you're going to read us some fanfic, uh, some stories from your Potter fan fic- fiction collection. Uh, th- now, this story we're using, uh, it's called Last Chance to Lose Control by Lily Evans 34. It's a Harry, or it's, sorry, it's a Hermione Draco uh, romance fan fiction from fanfiction.mugglenet.com and Micah you're going to have the help of Eric and Jamie too I believe oh yeah so again this is the story last chance to lose control uh, Eric begins as Hermione Eric take it away it's been so long for years She exhaled, breaking her gaze momentarily to steady herself before continuing. I'm not doing so well at my job, but I stay there after hours because I have nothing to go home to. But then I do go home, and I sleep, and I wake up and realize that I have nothing to work for. Do you have any idea how long it's been since I've felt something, Draco? She leaned in toward him, their faces almost touching. You do. You know exactly what I mean. And that is why I'm here. Her lips met his, and she could taste the regret, the pain, the emotion that she hadn't felt in years. The kiss was brief, but promising, and she let her lips rest against his for a moment before whispering, I need someone to remind me that I'm alive. (laughs) This is fantastic, guys. Alright, now we're going to advance uh, later in the story. Jamie, take it away. You've always had a cause, Hermione. So have I. We can't be together on opposite sides. <laughs> we won't have to be. I swore to you that I was done with them. Harry, Ron, Remus, all of them. They fought, and look what it cost them. She sighed. I won't go back on my word. Draco, I promised you my entire f- heart. You have it. You have all of me. <laughs> oh, this is probably the best thing we've ever done. She stepped toward him and kissed him, running her hands through his hair and feeling the heat rush to her head as she remembered what it felt like to feel. She could feel the control slipping out of her grasp, but it was easier to ignore it. She could feel the thrill of spontaneity, the satisfaction of knowing that she had someone. He was hers, and she was his. It was too easy to close her eyes and to picture his face and forget that everything she was experiencing was everything that had broken her the day Ron left. She had wanted her life back. She had wanted to feel again, but not at the cost of giving herself so completely to someone who was so capable of breaking her heart. That was fantastic. Congratulations, guys. That was wonderful. That was excellent. I think that is one of the best segments cool. the show has yeah. ever seen. Who writes this stuff? Micah, you should but do this for a living. There's going to have to be more of this. Yeah, it was fun. Micah, your voice is yeah, beautiful. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Good stuff, yeah, Micah. I, I must confess something, Micah. I'm in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You have such a connection to the readers, too. As a narrator, you're just, you know, you're telling the story and... Beautiful. That's beautiful. Anyway, speaking of audiobooks, uh, now we're going to jump into another installment of the audio fiction segment. As everyone knows, MuggleNet Fan Fiction has this awesome part of their site called Audio Fictions, and they're narrated stories um, by the MuggleNet Fan Fiction team. So, you know, the fan fiction were already written on the site, but then they had their team narrate it, and it's an awesome way to listen to the stories. It's like, you know, reading more Harry Potter audiobooks. And um, this next one's a really funny one. Uh, It's narrated by Lupin Patronus. He introduces it and all. So, take it away! (laughs) 
Hey, audio fiction listeners, Lupin Patronus here. I'm glad to report that classes are over, summer is here, and now I've got plenty of time to read more fictions for you guys. Today I'll be reading Drool by Mutual Understanding. This fic was nominated by Mahogany Wand in the Black Lake section of the MuggleNet Fan Fiction Beta Forums. Mahogany nominated the fic for its humor and characterization of Sirius. Although I enjoyed the fic immensely, I had a tough time settling on a voice for Sirius, so hopefully the voice I picked works out for you guys. This fic is rated first to second years with no warnings, so here we go, and I hope you enjoy. Drool by Mutual Understanding The date had been planned for ages, I myself had been the one to suggest it, telling Lily and Prongs they needed time off from an almost year old Harry. They had been discreet about their nervousness in the situation, but I could see how wary they were to leave Harry with an inexperienced sitter such as me. When I arrived that night, it was five minutes before I had to, both James and Lily had arched their eyebrows at me. I could see why. I was always late, never on time for anything. Even important things like my work and classes at Hogwarts when I went there, I was always, at best, five minutes late. I had scooped little Harry out of his mother's hands the minute I spotted him, and that had confused Lily too. I, with my devilishly handsome looks and fashionable attire, had always asked Lily if Harry's nappy had been changed before grabbing him. Honestly, you never know what's in those things. Anyway, both of Harry's parents were thrown off by my mood tonight, so it took them a little longer than it should have to get out of the house. James eyed me suspiciously, putting his jacket on as Harry bounced up and down in my arms, cooing. Are you planning on corrupting him while we're gone? I laughed deeply. <laughs> no. Yes, I thought to myself gleefully, as Harry looked up at me with his green eyes, smiling. Lily and James kissed Ickle Harry's innocent face. He giggled and grabbed James's glasses, but Prongs, with his excellent reflexes, snatched them back quickly making Harry whimper. Okay, I haven't been completely truthful with you. Holding, playing, bouncing. I was good with all of those. Nappies, feeding, spit up. I could handle those to a certain degree. Crying was one thing I could not control. Ever. Aware that I was being watched, I shushed Harry and patted him on the back. To my absolute delight, he let out a little burp and laughed a little. James and Lily, thoroughly shell-shocked, decided that this was the time to leave, and they exited quite fast. Harry James Potter, the little baby prongs, my adorable, fetching godson, with his messy hair and bright eyes, took his hand off my shoulder and touched my cheek. He giggled, showing his few teeth. I grinned back and he touched my mouth. Hmm... It was about then that I realized that I could never hurt his innocence. He was just too cute to corrupt. And it would be no fun if I felt guilty after. So, instead, I played with Harry for an hour. I think I might have had more fun than him. And then decided to sit on the sofa as I fed him. He was a good eater, only fussy when the food was unidentifiable, like any normal child should be. Harry was always better at eating when I pretended that the quaffle had to go through the hoop. He is going to be the best Quidditch player of his time. Really. And I'm not just saying that because he's the best godson ever or anything. He'll be a ladies' man, too. Everyone will love him. Harry Potter will have the best parents, godfather, and uncles. Well, maybe not Wormtail. He's been a little twitchy lately, and he just makes Harry cry. Like I said before, I don't do crying. Also, Harry looks like a little red old man when he cries. Not many ladies find little red men attractive. After he ate and I burped him, something I'm quite an expert on, having done it a total of two times, Harry looked up at me from his position in my lap. I realized he was waiting for a story. Well, uh... Once upon a time, I started, but Harry scrunched up his little face. No. Harry blinked his emerald eyes. Not long ago, Harry made the same face and stuck his hand in his mouth, coating it with drool. He made a move to touch my face with his 
drooly hand, but I moved and his face welled up on the verge of tears once more. Wait, Bronzelet, I'll give you some advice. First, I wiped off his hand on my shirt, because I was too lazy to pull out my wand. Then I sat him against the arm of the couch so he couldn't be near me, see me, and still be comfy. It was a stroke of genius on my part, really. Harry smiled contently. I settled myself back into the sofa and started to talk to him. All have you know that I am an experienced ladiesman. Just in case I'm not around a lot when you get older, I'll give you a bit of advice. Girls like honesty. Little Harry snorted, kicking his feet out on my lap. Yeah, I know, but it's okay to lie to them sometimes. Like when they ask you if something looks good on them and it looks hideous. Just a little white lie. Never hurt anybody. One time, I had a girlfriend who wore a dress completely covered in phoenix feathers. I knew it had cost a fortune, so I complimented her. Boy, was she mad when your daddy told her I was just lying to get a good snog. Harry squinted his eyes at me, his small nose wrinkling up. Moving on. It's okay to say no sometimes. Especially to Madam Putterfoot's. Never, ever let a girl drag you in there. It's atrocious, and you'll regret it forever. Except if you're really in love and don't want to wear the trousers in the relationship, then go ahead and bloody do it. My godson's lips curled, letting off a radiant smile as he clapped his hands together. Hmm, what else? Oh, if a girl says she doesn't like you, or doesn't like you anymore, you shouldn't believe it. I mean, look at your mummy and daddy. You would not be here if it wasn't for your mum finally saying yes after four years of pestering. Also, girls are very confusing. They say one thing and mean another. If you believe the wrong thing, they'll use a stinging hex. Or some equally terrifying jinx. So, never try to figure out a girl. And if you wait for them, one day they'll come. Except girls do a lot more waiting than guys. They say we're wankers when they really want to snog us. Bollocks, right? I shrugged. Harry imitated me, bunching his shoulders up against the arm of the sofa, then sticking his hand in his mouth once more. I let out a sigh, which the little guy also copied. He waved his spit-covered hand around and let out a garbled string of words. I wiped off his hand, looking at his disgruntled face. Drooling. Most girls don't like drooling, unless it's done over them. If you're still doing that when you're ready to start snogging, most girls will say no thanks. Not many people like wet kisses. Ah, hell, just their hands and they might change their minds anyway. Another thing, never, ever hit a girl, even if she's being a pain in the arse. The little pronglet was looking at me solemnly, but I could see his eyelids getting heavy. If you don't want to be a gentleman, then find a girl who won't cry when you have to cancel a date. You have to find a girl who won't beg you for something just because you have the money. Your perfect girl will be more than willing to go to the ends of the universe for you, but won't cling to you. She'll be able to stick up for herself and tell you when you're being a right prat. Surprisingly, Harry's eyes were still open, though they were inching shut. And red hair. She'll probably have to have red hair. Your grandmum had red hair, and so does your mum. I think it's a Potter thing, an attraction to redheads. Maybe you should find a girl like your mum. Great with a wand, fiery temper, loads of stubbornness. And, of course, make sure whoever you decide to love loves you back. I think that dominates hair color and temper and all of that. My godson looked content as he slipped off into slumber, his fist once again in his mouth. As long as you have a few close friends like I did, girls will only be a side thing. I smiled softly at the sleeping form next to me. Oh, that's about it. You can make your own rules. Every relationship is different. I know you'll have the best ones.
I told my godson sleepily. <sighs> Love you, Prongslet. I've held my own eyes shut and swear I heard Harry mumble something back before my body tilted over so it was next to him. I felt something wet on my face before everything went peacefully dark. And that was exactly as Lily and James found us an hour later. We were both sleeping peacefully, Harry having rolled over on my chest in his sleep. Apparently, his drooling hand was on my face, and both our mouths were slack-jawed. I woke up by myself, feeling Harry's lack of warmth, and was no longer in a happy dream. Lily was carrying a still fast-asleep Harry into his crib. There was drool on his face and hand. James was grinning down at me, his hair messy and his eyes lit with joy. Lily came back into the room, a similar expression on her face. They said I was snoring and drool was coming out of my mouth, but I knew that was not true. Harry and I are sophisticated, well-educated, and handsome. One day, Harry will become a heartbreaker, just like I was. I told them so smugly. James smirked, crossing his arms and pointing at some spots on my face. I touched my cheek, the bottom, and sides of my mouth. Drool. I told you, me and my godson make two quite charming catches. Hello, audio fiction listeners. I'm Hermione Granger, and I'm here to talk to you about SPEW. Hermione, that's not what we're here for. Yeah, how are you supposed to tell the listeners about the Black Lake Forum, where they can go to nominate a fic for audio fictions? Thanks, Ron, but I guess you've done that for me now. Oh, sorry, Harry. Wonderful. Now let's talk SPEW. You mean spew? Oh, Ron, stop calling it that. It's SPEW. Yes, yes, Hermione. Sorry about these two. If you'd rather listen to some good fan fiction rather than these two bickering, you could head over to the Black Lake section of the MuggleNet Fan Fiction Beta Forums and nominate a MuggleNet fan fiction to be read on audio fictions by the Muggle team. Then you won't have to listen to these two bicker. Like I do. All the time. Thanks for listening to audio fictions. What you had to call it of all the things. Don't turn this argument around on me. All right, great job. That was another great reading. Really fun story. It wasn't as serious as ours. No. But it was good. Micah, you I think I feel you can only read the serious stories. It was it was very good. <laughs> anyway, and so was that story too. Uh, so we hope everyone enjoyed that. To wrap up the show today, it's time for Chicken Soup Finals Edition. And um I'll read it. You you all have done enough reading for today. Um it comes from Nick sixteen of Canada. And, uh, you know, it seems like you realize how fast time's been flying by when every year we get around to these new chicken soups with the final, you know, when they're about finals and studying finals. And, you know, it's another year, so another series of them. Like I said, it comes from Nick. He writes, I've been listening to MuggleCast for exactly two years now. I started listening on episode 83 when you guys were discussing the Deathly Hollows cover, and I fell in love with the show. Recently, I had to sit through four exams in school, and I was under a massive amount of stress. To make it easier on myself, I downloaded my favorite episodes of MuggleCast and all the current episodes of Imprint, and I just want to say a great big thank you to you guys for making me smile during a time when I was on the verge of a stress-induced meltdown. I love you all, and I love the show, as well as Imprint and Twilight Source, which I check every morning. Uh, thank you for making such great podcasts and keeping me sane. Well, you're welcome, Nick, and there's another Finals Edition story of Chicken Soup. Finals Edition. Finals. And that wraps up another awesome edition of the show. Um, we are going to have uh, several episodes throughout the month of July. We'll try to get them you know, out more since July is going to be a very busy month. So stay tuned for those, please. Um, we want to remind everybody about our contact information because as you heard throughout the show, there's so many ways you can get involved. And um, 
to get in contact with us, just visit our website at MuggleCast.com. There you'll find a contact form where you can reach any one of us, or you can also send any you know, general feedback and such. Or just write to one of our first names, any one of our first names, at staff.mugnet.com. You can also visit our website for the community outlets. Uh, we encourage you to follow us on Twitter. You can fan us on Facebook. Don't forget to vote for us once a month at Podcast Alley and all the other links. You got the MySpace, the YouTube, the Frapper, Last FM, and the fan listing in the forums over at MuggleCastFan.net. So, there we go. It's been another great episode. Yeah, it, it was has. great talking to all of you again. Yeah. I know. And what else? We'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to Jamie again in another 50 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, once again, I'm Andrew Sims. Is in the second sun. Hmm? What? Who's next? Go ahead, oh, Eric. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Laura Thompson. And I'm Mike Atom. We'll see everyone next time for episode 176. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Happy 175. Boot. <laughs>